We get to hear from Skip Schumacher. Well, we heard from him. If you haven't listened, go and check it out. Miami Mic'd Up with Jeremy Taché. Check out that episode. Great to hear from Skip Schumacher. I want to dig into some of the reaction from the comments that were made. Plus, also, Lewin Diaz, no longer a Marlin. He was claimed by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Dig into that news as well on today's show. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked on Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. I, of course, am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, of course, guys, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, hit subscribe and thanks for making Locked on Marlins your first listen of the day. Locked on Marlins is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's an absolute stunner of a network. Every team, every day. You've got it. If you are wondering about a YouTube show, YouTube show, yes, sir, there is one. Hit subscribe there also if you are watching. Firstly, greetings. Welcome to the living room. Secondly, yes, this is a new Gymshark jumper. What do you think of the shade? I think it's pretty nice. You can tell it's been my birthday. And thanks, everyone, yesterday. Had a lot of happy birthdays via Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for that. Had an absolutely stunning day. Went out clay pigeon shooting. What I realized, my wife, Tara, she can handle a rifle. She can handle a shotgun. For me, that was very worrying. Very worrying. I'll be on my best behavior now forever. Also, we had a stunning evening meal in with wine pairings, of course, some port at the end. You name it, we had it. It was wonderful. Entering into my 40th year, I've started strong. No doubt. No doubt. There is still Marlins news, guys. Even into the depths of November, there is still news dropping. Some items yesterday. Let's start there. Then I also want to dig into uh, the Skip Schumacher uh, conversation with Jeremy Taché on Miami Mike Up. Please go and listen to that. It is a wonderful episode and great to hear from Skip. We obviously heard from him uh, the, the kind of presser day a few weeks back, but Jeremy is a wonderful interviewer and host, and we got to... Got to hear some different sides of Skip that was that was great here. So we'll dig into that in the second part of the show. The news that dropped yesterday, Lewin Diaz. Let's start there. Lewin Diaz was claimed by the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is no longer with the Miami Marlins. I think they were perhaps hoping he would clear waivers and perhaps would be optioned, optioned, but outrighted. I think it's the, the correct term. He'd be outrighted to the AAA. Wasn't to be. Lewin Diaz claimed the Pirates would be one of uh, the highest priority waiver picks, so he didn't get that far down waivers till he was claimed. No surprise, former top prospect, gold glove defense, struggled offensively, power is real, shift is gone. All of that points to Lewin Diaz, given the right situation, the right circumstance, having, well, a better year in 2023. I think the Pirates are a wonderful landing spot. I already already talked about that a few weeks back. I did sense that Lewin Diaz would end up on the Pirates. However, not in this way. 
I assumed that the Marlins would swing a trade for Brian Reynolds. Lewin Diaz would be part of that package. He would fit that profile perfectly. Nevertheless, the Pirates get Lewin Diaz for free. For free. I think it's a wonderful pickup. I think he's got every chance. However, the Pirates have just traded for G-Man Choi, I believe. So they now have a... A uh, bit of a crunch there at first base, but the Pirates, as we know, unlikely to be setting the world alight. Good chance that Lewin Diaz gets an opportunity. Maybe an opportunity to be DHing. I don't know. We'll wait and see. The funny thing about it, in my opinion, before we kind of talk about Lewin in general and, and first base and where that's trending, but the funniest element, Lewin Diaz, okay, relatively inactive on Twitter in terms of posting... And, and tweeting, etc. He's relatively inactive. However, within probably, what, three minutes of the news dropping that Lewin Diaz had been claimed, Craig Mish on it, by the way, as, as always, within about three minutes, he's updated his Twitter profile to reflect the fact that he's now part of the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. That is quick. That's fast. Lewis Brinson right now on Twitter is still number nine, and center fielder for the Miami Marlins. <laughs> Lewin Diaz, relatively inactive. Change that rapido. Is he happy to be a pirate? I think he is. Is he happy not to be a Marlin? I think he is. In reality for this one, I sense it earlier in the year, the relationship, the fit, something had gone awry when he was treated as organizational depth, and he was given an opportunity. Let's be honest, they did end up DFAing home run leader Jesus Aguilar, former stud. They couldn't trade him. They ended up DFAing him to give Lewin Diaz the opportunity. And he didn't he didn't grasp the opportunity. So the Marlins all of a sudden have gone from a position heading into 22 and 21, probably in many ways, into a position where three guys, one spot, one and a half spots. You got the DH2. And now they're in a position where they have Garrett Cooper, the only first baseman on the roster, the only first baseman, perhaps, on the 40-man. Yes, you could kind of say Miggy Rowe or Charles LeBlanc can, can do a job over there, but they've gone from that point where they had three dudes into one to one dude that has serious injury concerns based on his based on his history. So the Marlins need to do something in the first base. They have they have to do something at first base. How are they going to address that need? There's a few free agents out there. I've already talked a few weeks back. For me, I'd be all over Josh Bell. All over it. Don't really care about the defense. Defense isn't good. It's kind of bang average. But the stick, switch hitting stick, I've seen him hit bombs at Lone Depot specifically. For me, Josh Bell makes sense. But... Many others will be thinking the same thing. Are the, how are the Marlins going to get at least a Garrett Cooper insurance policy, if not a Garrett Cooper replacement? Let's not forget Cooper Loop, expiring deal. One year of control remains. So they have to be planning ahead at first base. What does that look like? And really, there's not tons of options in the organization right now either. Are they going to transition Jacob Berry into a first baseman? Maybe. Makes more sense. Third baseman, Jacob Berry, not a chance in hell. Not a chance, in my opinion, anyway. First base, absolutely, why not? So is that the plan there? You know, medium term, 
a year or two years out. For right now, they're going to need at least a backup. And if they're serious, if the Marlins are actually serious, they need more than just a backup of the depth role. Because in reality, Lewin Diaz was the backup. If they weren't serious, Lewin Diaz was the perfect backup. The gold glove, the lefty stick, bit of power in there. And importantly for the Marlins, league minimum dough. No options, though. So it would have meant they had to commit to Lewin for, for the year or for you know however long they wanted to and, and maybe DFA him then. But that move with Lewin Diaz said to me, they are going to seek an upgrade of first base, or at least an upgrade in terms of the platoon option, perhaps. I don't know. I'm very intrigued to see what they do at first base. I truly am. Truly am, because it's it's funny how things have shifted so quickly in this spot. And now it's left with Coop, who is fine at first base, but we have to have a backup, a legit backup. And it'd be nice to see some traditional first base power. Let's be honest, like Coop isn't a power hitter. It'd be nice if they could find a traditional bomb blaster at first base as well, either as a backup, a DH, however you want to phrase it. That's what we'd like to see. So Levin Diaz is a pirate. I think the Marlins uh, mismanaged him in terms of his development in the last couple of years. I think it, it was mismanaged with Levin Diaz from the stock that he held to where it where things trended and ended on a team that just won 69 games, something's gone wrong. Something's gone wrong with Lewin. I think he's happy seemingly. Like I said, I've never seen someone change their profile on Twitter that quickly. He was happy to be out of there. He's ecstatic to be gone. I mean, I'm absolutely just reading between the lines, but that's my take on it. That's my take. Relationship soured. He was given an opportunity. He didn't grasp it. And the Marlins cut bait as they seek an upgrade. As they seek an upgrade, and rightly so, they have to. If you are seeking a security upgrade, then look no further than our friends over at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked on listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for, get ready for this one, 50% off. 5-0, off. It's their biggest offer of the year, maybe of the century, who knows, and you don't want to miss it. Why Simply Safe? I know you're asking that question. Let me tell you, it's a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window and or HD cameras inside and out. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. They're 24-7 professional Monitoring service costs less than $1 a day. Insane value. Less than one buck a day for the 24-7 professional monitoring service. It's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. So don't miss your chance to save big, huge, on the only security system that I, Peter Pratt, host of Lockdown Marlins, would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash MLB. Reminder on that one, it is simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Okay, guys, transitioning away from first base, Levin Diaz. The other news, other news dropped yesterday. Miguel Rojas. Yes, he has blocked another fan, but he is also going back to number 19. Is that news? It's interesting timing 
considering Jeff Conine is back with the organization, Miguel Rojas switches from number 11 back to 19. He'd been wearing 19 for pretty much all of his Marlins career, I believe, at least the last couple of years. He went to 11, back to 19. Big news. Uh, but another fan blocked. Probably multiple fans blocked. Miggy Rowe, back to 19. Is that news? I don't know. Nevertheless, let's get into the conversation that dropped today with uh, Skip Schumacher and friend of the show as well, Jeremy Taché, doing a stunning job on Miami Mike Dup. And main takeaways. Main, main takeaways for me, there was at least two of them. The first one, I would say, is that he has a he didn't use the same language as Kim Ang. He didn't. He didn't say, you know, the, the record isn't indicative of the roster on the talent. The, the talent on the roster. <laughs> he didn't use that language, but he alluded to that. He was he's aligned with Kim. At least that's the message that's coming out from the front office. That they think this roster, uh, a healthy roster, is good enough right now. Is that true? Do they believe that? Kim has said it multiple times. So I'm going to believe that that is the viewpoint. That's what we heard from Dan Greenlee on Swings and Mishes a good few months back. If healthy, they they like this roster. And really, that's what I was hearing out of Skip too. But he was comfortable with the talent here in the main. He talks about the fact that the rotation is one of the best in the game. He's not wrong with that assessment. Let's call that out. In terms of the style of baseball, this is an interesting one, particularly on the back of a day where they announced that you can buy single-game tickets for the Marlins for 2023. So as the sales and marketing ramps up, Skip Schumacher, what kind of baseball should we expect? Uh, Boring baseball. (laughs) And what he means is that we're looking for fundamentals. We're looking to pitch well, make plays, no errors, and then just try and get the sticks going. Fundamentally, that was the plan last year too, right? It was to win games 2-1, 1-0, 3-2, whatever. It's going to be close games because we're going to pitch well, we're going to field well, and can we get enough offense going to win some games? Uh, And really, that's seemingly the same approach. Boring, fundamental baseball. Does that excite you as a fan? I don't know. I I actually don't care. If we win games... I don't care. It's all about winning games. However, if you play that type of baseball and the offense is dead like it was last year, then listen, it isn't a lot of fun. The offense has got to be better. Skip knows it. Kim knows it. Can the offense be better with a healthy 600 at-bats for Jazz Chisholm Jr.? It should be. It can't be any worse, so let's call that out. He's mentioned Jazz. He's expecting him and hoping that he can... He can have at least 600 at-bats. The thing that he called out then, so Kim's happy with the talent broadly on the roster. Skip's backed it up. They've both called out the health concerns. Skip's kind of priority one, seemingly, as a manager is, how can I make the right decisions to keep the guys healthy? That's something that's on his mind. Rightly so. The Marlins have had the same problem for multiple years. If you remember back in 2021, They had problems with with health, keeping guys healthy, an injury. All of the staff gone. New staff in 22. Then you end up with multiple guys missing lengthy spells. Jazz and Soler effectively going down at the same time with back issues. 
and never came back. Let's not forget as well, Jazz also uh, tore his knee in spring. So are these freak injuries, could they be avoided? I don't know. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor. Not a journalist either, by the way. But Skip is saying we're happy with the talent. we got to find a way to keep the guys healthy. If they're healthy, this team is better than average. What does that mean? That probably means more than 82 wins. 82 plus wins. I think that's what Jeff Conine's barometer is now. Now he's back with the club. Is that feasible? Is it realistic with this, with this roster? I don't know. I don't know. Um, if for me, it feels like they're still missing a piece or two. And for me, let me I'll just segue away from the conversation that, that Skip had today. If that is truly what they believe, where this roster is very close to competing already right now, if they can stay healthy, firstly, they need to plan for, for, for injuries in a more effective way and have, have better backups, let's say. Have guys that can step up and handle it when, when guys are missing. The other point, this is the main point, and I made it earlier on Twitter. If the Marlins truly believe that their window is open now with this current roster, then they need to go out there and they need to sign one of the legit studs right now offensively. They need to supplement the offense. They have to. And they should go out there right now and they should sign Carlos Correa. They should do it. If that's truly what they believe, that this roster is pretty much as constructed, ready to rock and roll, Go out there and sign a stud. If it isn't to be Carlos Correa, go out there and sign Brandon Nimmo. Just go and do it. Get that's that's how to take the team to another level. They needed to get to another level because what we saw when the team was healthy, they were kind of a 500 club, is what we were seeing, flirting around there. Take it to another level. You have to be better than 500. It's going to take more wins than that. There's other clubs that are that are better than 500, and 500 doesn't get you in the in the postseason which is what they're shooting for. So payroll is low in general anyway. They have moved on from Brian Anderson. They're not paying him. They moved on from another couple of dudes. Reinvest the dough. Go and get one, at least one stud. That's what I would do if they truly believe that. The other approach, the other school of thought is they need multiple upgrades and they need to go and make some trades, sign some free agents. I don't know. The thing is for the fish... Why not? Why not go and get Carlos Correa, a proven stud, get him in there, lock him up, get, you know, do whatever you can do, multi-year deal, get Correa in the mix and build around him and Jazz in that infield. It would be sensational. Sensational. Are they going to do it? I'd be shocked if they did, but that's what they should do. That's what should happen if they're truly, if they truly believe it that this roster is close to contention. Sign the stud that pushes you over the top, gets you over the top to compete for the postseason. Is that what's going to happen? Unlikely. Then it comes back to you start trading away your major league pitching because they have no other assets elsewhere and it's the offense that needs upgrading. That's the problem. This is the thing for the fish. Their rotation is one of the best in the game. Keep it. Use money to supplement and plug one or two of the gaps and give you a better chance to succeed. That should be the formula for the Marlins, though it's unlikely it will be. Either trading from the Major League pitching rotation, i.e. anyone but Sandy, to go away and get a center fielder or a shortstop, or trading away from the the, the prospects that are coming up. That's going to hurt you down the line too. The, the six, seven years of control that you'd get from them, if they are to be immense dudes, who knows who comes back in that. 
it's it's a very interesting piece. There's a few other notes and nuggets from the Skip Schumacher conversation. But before I do that, reminder, guys, this episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline, BetOnline.net. It is remains your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Yes, from football, i.e. NFL, <laughs> basketball, to soccer, i.e. football, i.e. the World Cup, and eSports, they've got it all covered at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And where are the Marlins going to be starting in the outfield? This was the other takeaway I had, the other information that was shared from Skip. The, the expectation is that Brian De La Cruz, fresh off a bomb last night, I believe, fresh off that bomb, that Brian De La Cruz is expected to have at least 500 at-bats for the Marlins in 2023. Brian De La Cruz, right now, if the plan is, he is your starter. He's starting in the outfield. Where is he starting? To be confirmed. Probably left field, because Jorge Soler likely transitioning to the pretty much everyday DH role. What does that mean? De La Cruz in left field, Jesus Sanchez platooning with him. Sanchez can also kind of spot Avi as well in, in right field, and, and you know they can all kind of spot in center field. What does that mean for center field? I think it's, it's unclear. It remains unclear. Where do they go with center field? They should look outside the organization. Like I said, if they truly believe it, go and get Nimmo. Or get a one-year prove-it deal for Cody Ballinger. Or a two-year with some, you know, an option or whatever it might be. What are they going to do? I think it's there's still a mystery. I was looking and spending some time this morning looking at Cedric Mullins' baseball savant profile. What does it look like? Looks like he's a very good defender. Okay, that's a good tick. What does it look like offensively? It's been some regression from 21 to 22. Is that a shock? No, don't think it is. He had an amazing 2021, Cedric Mullins, a career year. And in reality, we're expecting it to, to regress slightly. And it did. Is he still worth it? Should the Marlins seek to acquire a Cedric Mullins? In my opinion, yes. The answer remains yes. You know, Brandon Nimmo, yes. There's other opportunities out there, but for me, this center field conundrum can't be solved with anyone on the current 40-man roster. It can't, because everyone's been tried there, and no one has succeeded. They have to upgrade at center field defensively, and ideally in a profile that suits the Marlins, where you can get a leadoff guy that gets on base and has speed. That's what they need. Set the table. They absolutely need it. They also need to consider shortstop badly because Miggy Rowe, yes, he's changed his number. Yes, he's had the wrist surgery, but you know we're, we're lagging behind other teams, organizations with the lack of production with the stick at shortstop. Mentioned it for many, many months. And like I've said, I'm a big advocate of going out there and getting a Carlos Correa. Just pump some life into, into that position. Pump some offense True game changer for the Marlins, in my opinion. We'll wait and see how they actually play it out and what happens. But for me, from Skip Schumacher's conversations, firstly, great dude. Love the interview. Do check it out directly. Skip Schumacher, the other thing too. Jeremy Taché was asking him questions. 
He was actually listening to the questions, specifically what was being asked, and he gave answers specifically linked to those questions. That all, that doesn't always happen. If you go and listen to some interviews, there's a question asked, and you get an answer that doesn't even relate to what was that was what was asked. Skip was intently listening, making sure he understood what was asked. Gave Jeremy the answer. Love to see it. Skip Schumacher to me, he, I, I'm just enjoying everything I'm hearing right now. And that, <laughs> does that include the run it back mentality of this roster? I guess the reality is, what can he say right now? What can Skip say? We need to upgrade this, 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 this position. I don't think he can say that. He has to come in. He can't be, he can't be challenging any of his dudes. He's trying to create relationships and a good culture. So we can't, he can't lambast them at this point, clearly. But Kim is out there peddling that she felt this roster was good enough to compete if the injuries didn't come. So plan for injuries or flex away from this roster. One of the two has to happen. Probably both. We're out of time for today's Locked on Marlins. I appreciate everyone joining me on Wednesday's episode. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow on Thursday, which is Thanksgiving, right? So happy Thanksgiving to everyone for tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow giving you your Locked on Marlins treat as you sit back and enjoy the turkey or whatever whatever uh, choice of meat you go with. In the meantime, thanks for making Locked on Marlins your first listen of the day. I am Peter Pratt at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll be back tomorrow.